What's going on, people? It's Yael Black, LHE, back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I hope y'all are ready for the week. I hope y'all already started out the week strong, and I'm going to get what you need to get done. But anyway, today we're going to be talking about saving money. We're going to be talking about ways that you can save money. We're going to be talking about the different avenues that you can save money in. And there are five main ways that I want to talk about or five main ways that you should save money. And there are five main, I think, savings account that every single person as you go through life that you should be acquiring these type of savings account to help you build your wealth, to help you get to the goal of being financially free, to help you get to the goal of where money is not an issue for you. And there are five main ways that you you'll see when we go through this, how this helps you. And the main goal for this is it said that to be truly financially free or not to be truly financially free, they say you should be saving about 25 to 30%. Well, they don't say 30%. 30% is where I want to be. Actually, I would love to be at that 50% raise where I'm saving about 50% of my income. But they say you should be saving about 15 to 20% of all your income. And the question is, how do I do that? How am I how do I go about saving 15 to 20% of my income every single time? I would say instead of 15 to 20%, I'll increase that to 20 to 25% of your income. And if you can, push it a little bit further to that 30% range. And the question is, whoa, 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 30% of my income. Dog, that's a lot of money that I need for other things. How am I supposed to go about saving up to 30% of my income? Like, dog, that doesn't make any sense. But as we go through this, you will see that saving 30% of your income is not as hard as you may think it is. I said in one of my pre- in one of the previous pod- in podcasts, I said that savings is learning how to live. Learn is for scarcity. Is learning how to live with less. Is learning how to force yourself to live with less. And that's the main thing. Like when you start doing this, it's going to be hard at first. When you when you first learn how to live, let's say you make a hundred dollars a month, and you learn how to live with just ninety dollars. Then all of a sudden, if you take another $10 out of it, you learn how to live with just $80. Then you learn how to live with just $70, then $50. Forced scarcity is actually something that we can do without thinking about. But the thing is implementing methods so we don't have to think about how we're saving. But anyway, let's start with the first one. The first type of account that everybody should have, no matter what stage in life that you are in, is a high interest savings account. The main reason for this one is this is going to be what we use for our emergency fund. And there are different types. There are so many different types of high interest savings account. You have the allies of the world. You have the Marcus Banks of the world. You have Discover, which is another really good one. Not a whole lot of people know about Discover Bank savings account. A lot of people know about their credit cards, but not a whole lot know about their savings account. And all the ones that I'm mentioning in this video so far are ones that I actually personally use. But if you want to find out other ones that may be better at this point in time, you can go on Nerd Wallet. They have a breakdown of all kinds of savings account and everything. You should go check that out. But yeah, the main goal, like I said, for these high interest savings account is for for your emergency fund, that three to six month fund that where the money just sits like you don't touch it. 
you just sit. You want the money to be somewhat accessible, but not too accessible to you. So where the money is just sitting in case anything happens. Yes, it's not going to be making that much money. In the past, there were times when interest uh, savings account had up to 5% interest. Well, guess what? We don't live in that age anymore. So if you can find, when we say high interest, we're talking about like, 1.5%, 1.3%, 1. Point, those kind of things is what we're talking about. Earlier this year, it was like 1.8%. You could get a savings account with like 2% at one point this year. But however, because of Rona and because the Federal Reserve had to had to cut down interest rates all the way to zero to ensure that the economy keeps going, you don't have those major savings accounts. But still, the high interest, you still have like 1.3, 1.4 five maybe maybe the max that you can find right now but even then whenever you may be listening to this you may be listening to this at a point where we're back to normal where the economy is chugging along again and the the fed has increased interest rate back to where it needs to be but yeah the main thing like i said is this is just for emergencies that's all this account is for the very first account that every single person should have is a high interest savings account for emergency it's so that when anything, if as they say, if yawa gas, if you're not Nigerian, you're not gonna understand that one. And again, I'm speaking broken. <laughs> if you if yawa gas, in other words, if, if problem just starts, if anything happens, if your if fire is on the mountain and you need to put it out, this is the account that you go run into. This is your own form of a credit card that you loan yourself because you gotta pay it back into that account. You loan yourself that money to pay off for the emergencies and then afterwards you put the money right back once you have the money. So the first one you want is a high interest savings account. It's a high interest savings account. You can also do some community banks have some decent ones, but um, I would say a high interest savings account. It would do you a whole lot of good. But one thing that I do wanna mention before we get out of this is make sure there are no fees on the accounts. And that's something that you see there's a recurring theme throughout this video is in this day and age, you shouldn't be paying any kind of fees to have a bank account. There should be no kind of heating fees. There should be no fees for you to open the account. There should be no minimums that if you don't have this minimum, you're gonna have to pay something. The only type of fee that you might have to deal with or the only type of thing you might have to deal with is the fact that you can only do six transfers and that's just because of a federal mandate. The way the banking system works is basically your money is your is their backup. So that so that's why they're only limited to you only being able to do six transfers per month. So the banks, it's actually a federal mandate. It's not just that the banks do that themselves, but it's a federal mandate in order to help out the banks because the banks never actually have money on hand. But one day we got to talk about the US banking system and just like how the banking system actually works. One time I did a post on it on Instagram. I just learned about it and I was like, holy crap, the banking system is a weird, weird thing. Like the way it works is just, oh my gosh. Anyway. Again, this is rambling mind, so I go off on tangents. But yeah, just make sure that whatever savings account that you select, whatever savings account that you choose to use has no kind of fees. You don't want any kind of fees for it because there's no point. You shouldn't be paying any kind of fees to have an account, like not in this day and age. In this day and age, if you choose to put your money in a bank, it is a privilege 
for the bank to have your money in there. Not you having the opportunity to put the money in the bank, but for the bank to have your money is a privilege. There are too many options, which is why I love Ally because Ally completely destroyed the nature of banking just like Robinhood destroyed the nature of brokerages Ally completely destroyed it and made it so much more feasible that you don't even need to have like a physical location you can just have a online bank only so anyway before I go off on a whole different thing just make sure that whichever one you select has no fees that's very important now the next type of savings account now you may be looking at me I'm like dude this is not a savings account but it is because you are saving money for a particular goal. It is your 401k or 403b accounts. These are retirement accounts. Now, the reason why this is the next one that you do, and you may even be doing it as you're, you're doing your, actually, you will be doing it as you're doing your high interest savings account is you're saving for your emergency fund. The main reason that this is the next one is because this is free money that is guaranteed well, not guaranteed, but this is free money that comes from your sponsor. So how is it free money? You're like, but I'm putting my own money into it. The thing is like, if you have an employer matching option, if you have an employer sponsored match where let's say they say, if you put in 5%, we'll match you up to the first 3%. That first 3% is free money. It's free money. It's just your, your employer is basically incentivizing you to save. And it's also incentive, the government also incentivizes you even more because this is a tax-free option. But we'll get into that later on in this video. But for everybody out there, if you have an employer who sponsors you, who has a 401k account or a 403b account, yo, use it. Use it. Don't be like, oh, you're taking my money. They're removing. This is how much. Again, savings is about forced scarcity. It's about forced scarcity. It's about making it. Is about learning how to do well with little. It's about learning to be content with the little that you have. It is key. If you can get to the point where you can be content with little, I promise you life, oh my God, life will be so, so much easier for you. Like you won't, you won't need that much stuff anymore. Stuff won't be that important to you, but you have to learn how to live in the way of forced scarcity. You have to learn how to live with little. You have to learn how to be content with not that much, how to be content with giving your money away rather than keeping it for yourself. It's so key. But anyway, for the 401k, it's basically free money. Your company is basically giving you extra money to, in order for you to keep paying. The benefit of this account also is it has a Roth option, which means it will be after you're taxed. Now, you have to determine whether the Roth or the traditional is the best option for you. It depends on what stage of life you're in. We'll talk more about Roth when we get to another type of savings account. But you have to sit down with your, your um, I'm looking for a word. You have to sit down with your family or with yourself and just determine is a Roth better for you or is a traditional 401k better for you? A traditional just means that it's before tax. That money is put in there before tax uh, and a Roth is after tax. Now, again, Roth options, I would say if you're younger, you should go with a Roth because as you earn more money, you, I expect or you should be expecting that your income bracket is going to change because you should earn money as you go on with, in your career. So Roth, if you're younger, if you're older, then you should probably do a traditional when if you're closer to retirement, if you have like 10 years into retirement to retirement or something like that, and you don't expect a huge change in your income bracket, 
then you probably, or if, yeah, if you don't expect a huge change in your income bracket, you should probably do a traditional. But also the key thing about this is there's a limit to how much you're allowed to save every year as far as a traditional 401k is. It's about $19,500 that you can put into the account every year. So it does have that limit that you can add into the account, but still you should be doing this. Like it's free money. It's the only time in life that you are literally given free money. It's the only time. It's the only time. Every other time you have to work for it in one fate, in one way, shape, or form. But this is the only time that you get you are guaranteed some kind of free money. Unless your sponsor has to remove their match for some reason. Your employer has to remove their match for some reason. But it is free money. Free money. So the next account that everybody should have is something called an IRA. Everybody should have an IRA. And what is an IRA? An IRA is an individual retirement account. And depending on your stage in life, just like we said in the pre with the 401k, you, you're going to select either a Roth or a traditional IRA, which is basically a, 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 a Roth IRA is after tax and traditional is before tax. For most of y'all that are listening to the sound of my voice, if you have to open this account yourself and it's not like an employer who opens the IRA for you, you're going to do a Roth because you're going to be using the money after it's been taxed. So you're going to probably do a Roth. The other thing that is also dependent in this stage is that the contribution limit for IRAs is $6,000 per year. However, if let's say you opened an IRA account this year, you can backtrack it to last year. So if you didn't have an IRA in 2019 and you opened one in 2020, you can actually put, you can actually put money towards 2019, towards the limit of 2019. And so that way you can go over the cap, but that only happens for one year because after that, you're going to be contributing every single year. But if you don't hit the cap, let's say you finish out 2020 and you don't hit the cap of $6,000, then you can, in 2021, you can continue contributing towards your IRA and then you can max it out. And then in 2021, if you can do both and max it out, at some point, you have to get to the point of maxing out your IRA is my point. At some point, you want to max out your IRA. And the benefit of an IRA is that it's tax-free. It's tax, well not tax-free. I'll explain the tax thing a little bit later on because a lot of these accounts, one of the benefits of them is the tax restrictions that are placed on them that is so good that everybody should should be taking advantage of it. So even if, and here's another thing, even if you have a, a, a uh, employer-backed 401k, still do an IRA. First, you want to do the 401k. You want that to be your maxed out option first. But then after that, you want the you want to open yourself an IRA. You want an IRA for yourself. After you max out your 401k, you want an IRA. It's just another option for you to be able to save. It's just another avenue for you to be able to save. And for all my self-employed folks out there, for all my people who are self-employed, there's something called the SEP IRA. Basically, this is a replacement for the 401k because you won't have that if you're self-employed. You won't have an option to have a, a, a 401k. But what you can have is this SEP IRA. And basically, this is for anybody who's self-employed or a freelance worker or a gig worker. This is how you can open an individual savings account and not be restricted by only being able to save $6,000. 
you can actually for this one the limits is up to 25% of your income or $57,000 whichever one of those numbers is lower so this gives you an option of an avenue to save that is similar to the 401k in case you don't have your you, you work for yourself basically so this is another option that for everybody if you don't have a 401k you should be doing this this should be your option as a self-employed person you should definitely definitely have yourself a SCP IRA and like I said an IRA is just an individual retirement account and Roth just means it's after-tax money now the important things about these things is the fact that it is tax-free so when I say tax-free you're, you're like bro I pay taxes on the money if I'm doing a Roth option I'm already paying taxes on it to put the money in there what I mean by tax-free is tax-free growth. So one of the things you have to think about is Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam is always going to get their money. Uncle Sam always wants to get their money. They want to get money in any way that you make it, they want to cut. Uncle Sam is like, they're literally like the hierarchy that if you make some kind of money, Uncle Sam is like, yo, go ahead and bring me that 30%. I need I need my money. I need going. Come on. Bring, bring me my money bring bring it go ahead and bring it and so but for individual retirement accounts 401k account SCP IRAs and those kind of things it's tax-free growth so the way that works is for your savings account for example like the high interest savings account in case y'all don't know that gets taxed I didn't know this for the longest time and then last year I had to file taxes on those things I was so pissed I was like, what do you mean? It's the money. I already paid taxes on the front end of this thing. I already paid y'all taxes. Why y'all coming for me again? All I did was put money in the bank. But any kind of growth that you get from saving money or from investing money or anything like that, Uncle Sam is going to come for them capital gains taxes. They're going to come for their capital gains taxes. But the good news is you have to hit a certain level before they start taxing you on it. But you have to report any kind of income, any kind of growth that you have. It's supposedly income and then they tax you on it. So the beautiful things about 401ks, IRAs is their tax-free growth. In other words, your capital gains is not taxed. This is why it's beautiful to have this account. It's basically a way for you to leverage your taxes. It's a way for you to help yourself not be paying all kinds of taxes to avoid all different types of taxes. When we move on from here, none of these other accounts, maybe one other one, none of these other types of savings is gonna have that tax protection. That's why it's good for you to have some kind of tax protected accounts and non-tax protected accounts. It's good to just have hedge yourself on all sides. But anyway, here are some examples of some brokerages. You have Fidelity Investments and you have Vanguard. I gave those two their own slides because these are the big powerhouses when it comes to IRAs. These are the ones that most everybody thinks about when they're thinking of, oh, I need to open an IRA account. These are the powerhouses. These are the ones that kind of run the game, kind of run the gambit of having IRAs. However, I also want to tell y'all about a few other ones that are really changing the game. You have your Charles Schwab's and TJ Ameritrade's, which are kind of in the same ballpark as, as Vanguard and Vanguard and Fidelity. So those those are kind of similar. They're kind of big, bigger names. But I, the ones I want to focus on is M1 Finance, Ally Investment, and Betterment. The reason why I want to focus on those three is these are the little dudes that are coming up and changing the way the industry is. 
Y'all already know I'm a fanboy of Ally because I have <laughs> I invest and buy stocks of Ally. I'm a fanboy of their of their services and of everything that they're doing in their industry. M1 Finance, I use, that's my brokerage to like buy and sell stocks. I use them regularly and they have a very simplified IRA platform. However, comma if you're not experienced in being able to pick stocks or anything like that, I wouldn't necessarily go M1 Finance uh, to be able to go. Uh, I, I would not go M1 Finance. However, Betterment is a robo advisor platform. Basically, now the only thing with Betterment is they do charge you like a 0.25% fee to manage your stuff, which is not too bad, but um, it's a very good platform as well, especially for people who want to set it and forget it betterment is great for that betterment is wonderful for that and so you might be asking me okay Kelechi, i'm gonna open up this ira i'm gonna do this i need to go ahead and do this in fact i'm gonna do it today but however how do i select what i want to invest in good question there are things called target date index funds and it's very very simple it's very it's a very simple platform it's very easy to understand this is all you need to know i'll leave a link down in the description of an Instagram post that I saw that is really, really good on explaining how to invest for your for retirement, how to do a, a set it and forget it type of retirement account. And basically what you need to do is first, you choose your brokerage, like we said, whether it's uh, Fidelity, whether it's Vanguard, whether it's uh, Charles Schwab, whether it's TD Ameritrade, whatever it is, whatever brokerage you want, add 65 to the year that you were born and then look up the, uh, the ticket symbol for the closest year and your brokerage. That's it. And then you just keep buying into that same one. I'll put this post, a link to this post down in the, in, in the, in the description or in the show notes. So you guys can go see this Instagram post that I'm talking about. It's actually very, 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 very good and easy to understand and very easy to break down. And I think you guys, once you see it, you'll be like, Oh, that's all I need to do. And then all you have to do is just contribute consistently to that IRA account. That's all you would have to do. You won't have to do anything else. But anyway, moving on from there, the next type of savings account that we should all have is something called the HSA. And some of y'all are like, what, what the heck is this? Now this is the one I'm excited to tell everybody about. This is something called a health savings account. Not a whole lot of people know about health savings accounts, but they're one of the most beautiful types of savings accounts that you can have. They're specifically for you to save for medical expenses. They're specifically for you to put money away for medical expensive expenses. However, there are some benefits. Again, this has to do with some tax benefits and tax sheltering that you can do legally for yourself. I know a lot of people will be like tax shelters. Oh my God, that's illegal. But no, this is actually one that is allowed to be done by the government themselves. They actually allow you to do this. So. Here are the four benefits of, well, not really four. There's like two main benefits of having a HSA account. One, all the money that you use towards some kind of medical expense from the HSA account doesn't get taxed. Basically, the government would tax you if you have to use it towards a medical expense. So what do I mean by that? So let's say you have to buy some kind of medication, your regular checkups, anything like that. You go to the dentist, any of this stuff that you have to pay for out of pocket. It doesn't get taxed by the government at all. It's tax-free. It's tax-free stuff. But on the other side, the thing about the HSA is the HSA kind of has an IRA inside of it where you can actually invest more money. So let's say you're hitting the cap on your regular IRA account, right? 
the HSA gives you another place where you can put more money to save more money. So the HSA is another tax deferred account where your capital gains won't get taxed. So it's another way for you to grow your money interest free. So it's wonderful. It's just, it's so good. It's another good option for everybody to do. And it's so good for you to just have this so that if in case you have any kind of medical expenses, you're not having to jump into your emergency fund, but rather you have another fund that you can use specifically for that. However, there's a huge asterisk that I have to tell you about. With the HSA, the only way you can have access to a HSA account is to have a high deductible health plan. Now, for anybody who knows anything about deductibles, sometimes you don't necessarily want high deductibles. You don't want to be paying, you don't want to hit a high cap in order for the insurance company to start paying out your fees, or rather to start paying for your medical expenses. However, depending on what stage you are in life, and you have to weigh this risk for yourself, everybody has different risk tolerances and everybody has are in different stages of life. But if you're like me and you don't have a whole lot of medical expenses, you're young, you're relatively, well, not relatively, you're very healthy, you barely ever go to the doctor, I would say always go for the uh, the high deductible health plan and have the HSA with it. The main reason for that is, for for example, for somebody like me, I don't, I don't, I hardly, the only time I ever go to the doctor by the grace of God and thank you God for this, which is a major blessing. The only time I go to the doctor is to get a, che- is to get a checkup. I don't go to the hospital at all. And so if you're somebody like me, I would advise you to do a, a high deductible health plan. It's just better for you that way. And you can have that HSA to come along with it. However, even if you are healthy, but you have a family or let me say you have children, I would probably not do a high deductible health plan. You have young children. I wouldn't do a high deductible health plan because there's just a lot of costs that come with children. There's a lot of other things that you have to think about when it comes to children. It's just something you and your wife will have to sit down and discuss how you want to do your health plan, how you want to get your health benefits, your health insurance, all that kind of stuff. You guys would just have to sit down and determine the way you want to go about that. But if you're young like me, you're single, you're not married, you don't have all kinds of responsibilities and you can handle most of the things that come up or show up, this is a good, great account that you should use for yourself. It's a very, very good account for you. So remember, HSA, you can only get it with a high deductible health plan. However, with other plans, you can get something called a HRA, which is a health reimbursable account. So just think about it that way. Now, the final type of savings account is the one everyone seems to be jumping on right now. It is a brokerage account. Everyone and their mama seems to be jumping into investing and using these brokerage accounts. However, this is not a best idea. There's a reason why this account is the last one on the list. There's a very specific reason why a brokerage account is the very, very last one on the entire list. The main reason for that is your money is at the ultimate risk and you're not getting any kind of benefit. You're not getting any kind of tax benefit. You're not getting those tax benefits that you get with the IRA, with the 401ks. You're not getting any of that with the HSA. You're not getting any kind of tax shelter or tax benefit from having a brokerage account. All this is, is aggressive saving. All this is, is aggressive growth saving. Let me not say aggressive saving, but aggressive growth savings. That's what your brokerage is for. And you know, some examples of brokerage is M1 Finance. I already talked about them. Robinhood, which everybody and the daddy seems to be signing up for an account and E-Trade. Those are examples of brokerages. Of course, you also have Fidelity, Vanguards, which are the old style ones. You still have Charles Schwab, 
all those other ones I some of the companies I mentioned earlier are about places you can open an IRA also places where you can use for a brokerage not betterment though betterment does is not a brokerage but the reason why this one is last is this is the final option like this is the last thing that you should be looking at if you're trying to save more money and basically it's aggressive growth this is for those of us who are looking to invest and those of us who are looking to look at the stock market even if you're not and you've already capped out or even if you're not capping out you've already done all the other things you have your emergency fund you have all the other things we talked about earlier and you open a brokerage account just to get some more savings going just to invest and make your money work for you i would advise most people to do etfs because etfs are are the best way to stay diversified in the markets and not have to think about it too much to be passive about it if you're not somebody who actively looks out at stocks and actively looks at the balance sheets of company companies actively looks at their cash flow and all these other stuff or you don't even care to look at that stuff etf is your best bet but brokerages this is the last one you should do everybody on the mama is jumping on Robinhood and all this other stuff no this is the last savings option for every single person out there but anyway that is all I got for y'all today I hope y'all learned a few things out of this entire entire episode but let's recap the five types of savings accounts that every single person should have We'll start off with the first one, a high interest savings account. Like we said at the very beginning, this is just for your emergency fund. This is for you to have money set aside for any kind of emergencies. And when you get further down in your career, you can make this money a little bit more nimble. You can do a few more things with it that I can't talk about right now because people will get way too excited and not handle the things that they need to handle. But anyway, this is basically for your expenses this is for your emergency fund if anything happens that's where you go it's just for money to be parked to the side so you don't have to deal with any kind of situation that comes up so you're 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 at ease all the time the next one that we talked about is a 401k or a 403b if you don't know a 403b is the one that is sponsored by the government themselves 401k is your employer sponsored retirement account and the main reason you should do this is that it is free money if your employer gives you a match option you should definitely be hitting out maxing out on that match option at the very least and then the next type of account that you should have is something called an ira and there are different types of ira you have your traditional ira your roth ira your scp ira which is for all my self-employed people out there or freelance workers out there this is the one you want and so you should definitely if you even if you have a 401k you should still have an ira as well and like we said the benefits of all of these types of 401ks and iras is the tax sheltering that it provides for you it's basically tax-free growth so you don't have to be thinking about paying taxes later on and then finally we talked about hsa and we gave the big asterisk on the hsa the fact that you can only get access to hsa with a high deductible health plan but even at that, it's a great way to save some extra money, specifically for medical expenses. And also within the HSA account, this also has an IRA option as well. And then finally, we talked about brokerages. These are your Robin Hoods of the world. But this should be the last, last, last one that you even think about focusing on. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this. And if you did, please drop a subscribe on this podcast or if you're watching on youtube drop a subscribe and hit the like button and hit a comment down below did you know about all of these different types of savings account if you have any questions about any of this stuff hit me up on twitter hit me up on instagram my at 
Kelechiwaba. I'm available on any of those things. Just slide in my DMs and let's get to talking. But anyway, I've been your boy Kelechi. I hope y'all learned a thing out of this. I really hope that I'm providing some kind of substance for y'all to learn ways to handle your money. Remember, savings is a way to learn how to live and be content in the way that you live. It's learning how to live under forced scarcity. And I promise you, the more that you do it and the more that you limit yourself, I promise you, you will realize you don't need as much stuff as you think. But anyway, this has been your boy Kalichi, and I'm gonna hit y'all up on the next one. God bless each and every single one of y'all, and I'm out. Peace.